Hi there, Rachel here. If you're listening to this episode in May of 2024, I have some big news. After selling out during the holiday season, my Flex of Gold journal is available for pre-order right now and will be shipping to your home by the end of June. To celebrate, we're running an amazing pre-order sale for Mother's Day. Purchase the journal before May 13th and you'll get $10 off every journal. This is our best price of the year, even better than Black Friday, so it's the perfect time to stock up for gifts for family and friends. This three-year journal helps mothers to notice, savor, and write down the fleeting golden moments that they experience with their children each day. So go to 3in30podcast.com slash flexofgold to reserve your copy, and you'll also see our brand new cover colors, as well as our new cover option, which is a wipeable vegan leather. So again, go to 3in30podcast.com slash flexofgold to pre-order your journal, and from now until Mother's Day 2024, they'll be marked down by $10 each. I can't wait for you to experience the magic of this beautiful gratitude journal for mothers. You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, and before we jump into today's episode, I want to invite you to attend a free live masterclass that I will be teaching in September, which is just around the corner. For a while now, I've been wanting to gather with this community of moms on Zoom to learn and laugh together, and this past week, I pulled the moms who follow me on Instagram and who receive my email newsletter to ask them what they might want to learn about. The topic they chose was how to be a less angry mom. Of course, for many of us, anger with our kids comes out as yelling. And maybe after a long summer break with your kids, you've done more yelling than you would have liked. But anger can also manifest in ways other than yelling, such as withdrawing emotionally and simmering with resentment. I have definitely done all of that myself, And honestly, sometimes I don't even recognize that it is anger that I'm feeling underneath some of my behaviors. If this resonates with you, I hope you'll join me for this free masterclass in September. There are three dates to choose from, and I will be live on Zoom for each one of them. You can go to 3in30podcast.com slash free class to sign up now. That's 3in30podcast.com slash free class. See you soon. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast to help you feel more like yourself within your motherhood. Each 30-minute episode features three actionable takeaways to help you become a more self-assured mom, someone who knows yourself, honors your needs, and loves your people. Listen in to feel encouraged as we learn together how to overcome overwhelm and find more magic in motherhood. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. I'm so glad you're here. When I started this podcast, I had no idea I was starting a business. I thought I was starting a fun hobby project, and that didn't feel too intimidating to me, so I went for it. But as the podcast listenership grew and I had more ideas for how I could expand our offerings and influence, I suddenly realized, oh, I think I'm running a business now, and I have no idea about how to run a business. That's when I started looking for a business coach, but I didn't want it to be a corporate dude teaching me to grow my business by working 70 hours a week. I wanted it to be a mom who understood what it takes to grow a business as a mom and who was modeling the kind of work-life balance that I wanted to aspire to. That's how I found Krista Lee Beck, co-founder of The Mama Ladder. After leaving the corporate ladder world, Krista Lee created her own ladder in 2016 determined to be there for her kids while using her professional talents. She started Comma Copywriters, which has recently been named on the Fast 50 
and Utah 100 as one of the fastest-growing companies in Utah. It's also been recognized by the Utah Governor's Office as one of the 100 companies championing women. Crystalie's team of copywriters works with clients including Facebook, Autodesk, Bamboo HR, and many more world-class brands. Crystalie has maintained a part-time working schedule as a CEO because of her commitment to quality time with her four kids. As part of her mission to help mothers make more money while still being there for their families, she co-hosts an annual grant for mom entrepreneurs called the High Five Grant. This unique grant will be open for applications starting tomorrow, September 1st, 2023, which is why we are airing this bonus episode this week to make sure that you know about this opportunity if you are a mom entrepreneur. The grant will be open for applications through September 30th this year, and they will be giving away close to $25,000 to various mom business owners. So if you fall into that category, be sure to check out the show notes to apply. Crystalie has been on the podcast once before, sharing some of her tips for work-life balance. And in today's episode, we dive deep into how to apply the strategies used by successful businesses to our homes and busy lives as mothers. Whether or not you are a business owner, I know you will love the insights in this episode. Before we jump in, I do want to apologize in advance that the audio is not perfect during this conversation. What can I say? Crystalie and I are two moms doing our best, and our recording equipment isn't studio quality. But one thing that I love about this 3 and 30 community of listeners is that you are moms too, so you get it, and you aren't expecting studio quality. So thank you for being so awesomely understanding, and with no further ado, here's my conversation with Krista Lee Beck. Krista Lee, welcome to 3 and 30. It is so fun to have you back. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me. You are my first business mentor, so it's very fun for me, as I just mentioned in that introduction, when my podcast was fairly new and I was mostly thinking of it as a hobby, I decided to start working with you and you were the first person who helped me to see that I had potential as a business owner and to invest in myself and my work as a business. And I will be forever grateful to you for helping me make that perspective shift and for everything that you've done to support me and help me through the years as I've built my business. Well, Rachel, I remember asking you that question. Do you think of yourself as a business owner? And I distinctly remember you saying, yes, I do. And I'm like, okay, then let's work together. Let's help you build a business. Oh, good. Look how far you've come. So proud of you. I was trying to sound more confident than I actually was probably when we were talking, but I'm so grateful for the ways that you've helped me. And it's been so fun for me to see your businesses grow and your family grow. You now have four kids. And today on the show, we're going to be talking about how what you've learned in running your businesses has helped you in running your home life as a busy mom. And I'm so excited to dive into that topic. I feel like there are so many parallels. So let's jump in with your first takeaway. Yes, so the first for me is to have milestones that cover daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual milestones for your family. And those are very common touch points in business, but they translate into family affairs too. Yes. And what are some of those that you do in your own home? Okay, start with daily. So this summer, we're wrapping up summer, and I knew that I needed some kind of structure for my kids and also for myself. And so we've called it our 2020-20, that every day before they have screen time, and I'll admit fully that I haven't been perfect about this, but we've really tried. 
So before screen time, 2020 looks like 20 minutes of inside work, 20 minutes of outside work, and 20 minutes of reading. Every family has their own structure of how they do things, but having a daily milestone that is measurable. And when my kids accomplish their 2020, they get a sticker that they put on a chart. And when they get to 100, we're taking them here in Utah to Lagoon, to the amusement park. So that has been a daily milestone in our home for this summer season. <laughs> I love it. I think it's so true that we can apply routines and processes and systems and milestones in business and then have a much harder time doing that in our day-to-day -day life. At least I certainly am that way. And so I love hearing these concrete ideas. I totally hear you. And it honestly took me a few years to realize that like the scorecard that I've built for myself and my business where I'm tracking my top activities that are the highest and best use of my time in business, I just realized, why am I not doing something like this for my kids so that they have something that they can track mm. and monitor and feel like they're making progress? And and at this point, their chart is almost full with all their hundred stickers. They're like 87. They're constantly counting them. And it's given them a daily milestone that they feel like they're accomplishing something. Weekly for me is, I've talked about this for years. I feel like this is a real key for mothers is putting your ideal week on repeat. Because often month to month between holidays and birthdays, months can vary a lot, but your weekly routine generally stays fairly the same from week to week, even if there's some variation. And so every kind of new season, so at the start of summer and now at the start of the school year, I literally sit down with a blank week calendar, Sunday through Saturday, and I block out times for the most important relationships in my life. So time for myself, time for me and my husband with a weekly date, times for our family, and also looking at obviously taking them to school in the morning and looking at what does our week look like? What are our commitments? And where do I protect time for what is really important to me? And so for me, I've protected time to go hiking on Saturday afternoons for years now. Like that's a protected block of time in my ideal week. Not every week is going to be ideal. You know, I mean, we can't always control what happens, but if we have a framework to put our ideal week on repeat, then it just helps me feel like I'm having that protected time for these different relationships in my life. Yeah. And it feels like it's easier to sort of riff off of a theme. Like when it's all just wide open and you're just plugging stuff in wherever and whenever, it feels so chaotic versus if you have a template you're working from. And sometimes you have to vary it a little bit. But for me, it feels so much more in control. And I know I've tried to do that in my work life a little bit where I have blocked off like Mondays are my meetings day and Tuesdays I am recording and Thursdays I'm teaching a live class so that I'm not just sticking random meetings throughout the whole week. I'm trying when I can to keep them in those blocks. It makes it so I can stay in the same mental place and I know where stuff goes in my schedule. And sometimes I have to take a meeting on a Thursday and it's not the end of the world. But it's just nice to have a place to start from as you're planning your week. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I'd wanted to mention this in the daily, but it also applies with weekly. So Gretchen Rubin in her book, The Happiness Project, 
wrote that what you do every day matters more than what you do once in a while. And so having those daily and even weekly, I would say that goes with weekly too, milestones that help you put what matters most to you, it helps them happen more often so that it's not Mm. just a random smattering of your priorities, but an intentional planned framework to fit them in. Absolutely. And then what do you do monthly? So monthly, where I'm on the third year now of doing monthly one-on-one dates with my kids. And we have just a simple handwritten little list I have on our fridge, but I rotate. And for me, we start at age three. So my older three kids are of age for those dates with mom. I rotate through the three of them. So right now, once a quarter, they have a date with moms, like one for every season. And when my baby turns three, then they'll each have three dates a year. But I just realized a few years ago that if I did not do something intentional to have one-on-one time with them, that it just wouldn't happen. And so now they know that they have a date with mom and we've done a lot of really fun things together and they look forward to it. I look forward to it. Monthly dates with mom has been a big deal at our house. I love that. I feel like one of the benefits of having something like that just on the calendar is that you don't push it off. Whereas you normally would because your kids are really looking forward to it. In business, it's the same way. So we have planned out our quarterly meetings for my team. And I'd say 95% of the time when I see that the quarterly meeting is on the calendar for the next week, my first thought is I don't have time for that right now. Like I want to just push it off and do whatever is immediate and put out the fire that's immediate. But because I've committed to it, because I've paid a coach to be there to help us with those quarterly meetings, I know we have to follow through and do this. It doesn't matter how busy I am, which is a blessing to my business because those quarterly meetings are when we're actually doing the big picture planning that actually matters more than the day-to-day fires that I'm putting out. And I would definitely just continue to put off the big picture stuff, the most important stuff, because I feel so overwhelmed by the daily stuff. And isn't that how it is with motherhood that we might think, I don't have time to take this one child to the water park for the day. Life is too crazy. But because it's been on the calendar and your kid's looking forward to it, you decide to put down the daily and to do something that in the big picture probably matters more for your relationship than like all the day in, day out stuff that you feel like you're drowning in every day. Absolutely. And it holds me accountable. And then... I never, ever regret that one-on-one time, Mm. ever. So I guess I almost blended those monthly and quarterly because it's basically a quarterly day with my kids. I would say another milestone for me monthly is that I try to do the free app, One Second a Day, do a monthly recap with a one-second video from each day of the month. And it took me maybe 30 minutes, but to look through and find a one second a day recap so I could process what happened last month, what were highlights, what were lowlights, and just the process of seeing those little moments with my kids. It helped me, like your flex of gold, that's a daily milestone for me too. It helped me have this monthly milestone touch point to look at what am I doing with my motherhood and with my time with my kids. Yeah, and without a conscious time to go back and look over the months, a lot of us will never do it. Like it might be something like looking over the budget from the last month, going through all the photos in your phone and cleaning those up once a month because I don't do that. So that's why I have 3,000 photos on my phone. If I was doing it monthly, 
and checking it off, it would be so much more manageable than waiting for a year or two and being like, now I have this Herculean task of trying to get all of these photos cleaned up. The month end checklist could be super helpful in my personal life as well. And I had that same thought. I created myself a start of the month checklist. And I'll, I will admit I'm not perfect at it, but I'm pretty consistent that on the first day of the month, I mail out birthday cards for family. I do the one second a day video. I also track our family finances. I make a donation to my church. And then I usually look at kind of my health goals. And so again, I'm not perfect at these things, but I do have it written out. And I really try on the first day of the month to check these things off because they're, they're things that I want to do that help me be healthy and happy and take care of my priorities. But if I don't have a checkpoint for them, they don't happen. Well, we kind of talked monthly and a little bit quarterly with my dates with mom. And then annually, I think a lot of us like to have an annual trip with our families. And I like to do that too. Have a family trip, have a couple's trip just for me and my husband. And I always go on a girl trip once or twice a year, which is important for my kids that I have that break from them. And I I call it mama spring break. So I usually like host a retreat for mom business owners, but It's a break for me too, to have a break from the day-to-day as a mom so that when I come back to them, I'm really excited to see them. And between a family annual trip, a couple's trip with my husband, an annual honeymoon, if you will, I like to call it, and then a time for me to have my own break, feel human, feel like a woman, feel like myself. Those annual milestones are really important for us and our family. And it doesn't have to be anything that far away or exotic. It could be as simple as an Airbnb an hour away from your home. But yeah, I literally plan it for the next year that every February we have our winter date and then we have our fall adventure somewhere. And that way he doesn't have a choice. He has to come. So (laughs) yeah, well, and I feel like it's such a great time to just have fun and reconnect and not do anything productive together. And also, it's a great time to talk about your goals and your dreams and your future. Those conversations that probably don't happen in the dailiness of mothering and parenting little kids. That's been my experience with our couples trips. Sometimes we go consciously planning, have a planning session and set goals. But even when we're not consciously planning to do it, it just naturally comes up in our conversations where we're able to talk about our priorities and our values and reconnect on those deeper, more important things. And I feel like everybody listening probably has the same question. (laughs) So you have four kids. What do you do for childcare? And do you have any suggestions for women to get creative if they want to do something like this for childcare? I have been very fortunate that I have a very kind mother-in-law who does help often when we have our time away. This fall, I've had to get extra creative because she's coming on the trip with us. So it's turned into kind of a bigger family trip to the East Coast. So my main babysitter is not available. So I am hiring someone that will be staying overnight with my kids for the week who has been a nanny for us in the past. And so I'm honestly going to be having two different people that one will watch them during the day and one will stay at our house overnight. So mm. that that is part of the trip budget for us. I mean, one creative way to do it could be doing a swap with another couple and watching their kids while you go on a trip, then they watch yours while they go. I've done that often with date nights, and you could definitely do that with trips too. Yeah. 
I've had that thought. I need to find the perfect family that also wants to travel and say, let's just swap and I'll take your kids once a year and you take mine. It's also helpful for me sometimes if I split my kids up. You can get creative with that. Childcare is always the barrier and there's no easy solution, but it's worth it if at all possible to get that time away is what I've found. And you can flex like with the seasons in your life. It literally could be a 24-hour thing in a local hotel. So then it's not as long of a commitment to have someone watch your kids, but it is so important to have that time for two or even just time for yourself just to step away, be completely somewhere Somewhere that they can't get to you, we have that time to think, and then you come back refreshed. Yeah, absolutely. Let's take a quick break to thank this episode's sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. There's so many logistical moving parts to family life. As you take the time to plan milestones and schedules for your family, I hope you'll also plan to include yourself in that equation. Sometimes that looks like going out with friends for fun, or it might look like a solo visit to the library to read in blessed silence. One of my very favorite forms of self-care is therapy, and I love that it gets scheduled right into my week so I can't just skip it when I'm feeling too busy, which is actually when I need it the most. Whether you're dealing with challenges in your career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life. Therapy has empowered me to be the very best version of myself, and has taught me how to be kind to myself when I'm not feeling like the best version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, I highly recommend BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your unique schedule, done all online. Fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. I know that getting started or even starting back up again if you've moved or had a life change can sometimes be the hardest part of going to therapy, so I want to make sure you know that you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash 3in30 today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 3in30. Okay, and what's your second takeaway? The second takeaway is batching tasks. And we do this a lot in business. You talked about this, Rachel, too, where you like to batch, uh, whether it's recordings or interviews on certain days. So a few things that I've found in motherhood, because I do a lot of business batching, and I realized a few years ago with birthday cards that in my husband's family and mine, we both come from families with six children. So when you multiply out our siblings plus their partners plus their kids plus our parents, it's about, it's like 43 people. And I just looking at that, I felt so overwhelmed for so many years with birthdays. I was like, I cannot remember 43 dates. And that's so overwhelming. But I realized that if I were to batch and do all birthday cards at once, and then just send them out on the first day of the month, I'd only have to think about it 12 times instead of 43. And so that's what we've done for the past three or four years, the week between Christmas and New Year's, I buy a whole bunch of birthday cards. I line up my family. I have them sign them. This is this true secret. You get them in the envelopes. You put on the address. You get on the stamp so it's completely ready to mail. And then I have them each like with a rubber band around them by month. So then on the first of the month, all I have to do is take off the rubber band, stick them in the mailbox, and they're out for that month. And it's been such like a brain saver for me. I was just told this week that I was like the thoughtful aunt. And I'm like... Really, I only think about it 
once a year to do the course. <laughs> I had to systematize it or else it just wouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that idea. It's such a creative example of how we can batch some of our home life tasks. And again, I feel like the theme going through this conversation is prioritizing the things that matter to us that get lost in the busyness of life. And your family matters to you and you want to acknowledge those birthdays. And so you figured out a way to make it happen, which is brilliant. I love batching because I have a brain that is naturally scattered. And I heard a metaphor once when listening to a podcast about ADHD, about how every time that you task switch, it's like landing the plane. So it's as if the plane was in the air and you land it to go do something else. And then you have to come back and get the plane back up into the air to get going again on that task that you were working on. And how for certain types of thinkers, especially and certain types of brains, it's much better if you can figure out ways to not land the plane, keep the plane <laughs> in the air, batch the tasks, get a couple hours of work done instead of always task switching. And that's really what I've tried to do in my business. And that's actually become something that my team knows. I've shared that metaphor with them. And sometimes they'll say to me like, don't land the plane. I'll take care of this. If something is coming to interrupt me, they're like, no, keep going on what you're doing. And they know like I need to stay focused on what I'm doing whenever possible instead of always feeling divided. And batching is a great way to do that. So you would love this book, Rachel. I'm holding up the book called The One Thing. And the subtitle is The Surprisingly Simple Truth Behind Extraordinary Results. And the opening quote in it aligns with exactly what you're saying, which is it's a Russian proverb that if you chase two rabbits, you will not catch either one. And so the goal is to focus on one thing at a time. And I, yeah, the plane analogy really resonates for me because it, I do feel like as moms, we like start, stop, start, stop, stop, stop. And we're constantly having kids jump in and need help. And so whenever we can control getting one bigger project done at a time, the better off we are. So a couple other ideas for you. So I try very hard to batch errands. Anytime I'm in the car, I'm like, what are all the things I need to do? And how can I get them done in a short amount of time as possible? If we're making the time to get all four of you in the car, then I need to make it worth it. So we're going to patch mm. as much as we can in the car so we don't have to get in and out as often. Mm. Another one for me is scheduling. So I usually schedule my next year in October. So by the end of the year, I already know my big plans for the upcoming year. And I wow. usually start in October. And I do that because I want to make sure I save space for things, like I said, like that family trip, the couple trip, my trip for myself and my friends. I would rather sit down and spend three hours scheduling instead of having to come back to it 15 different times and figuring out dates. I'd rather just focus, figure out dates, plot them out on my Google calendar, invite the people that need to be invited and just move forward with the plan. So that, yeah, mm -hmm. scheduling is another one. And my husband is really good at this and I'm starting to do it more too, which goes with traveling, is having lists for what to pack. So if you have these consistent 
And when you think about it, there are things in your life that you do at least once a year or twice a year or more often. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to the same place doing the same thing, you're most likely needing to pack the same thing. For example, I recently did the Spudman Triathlon. It was my sixth time. And he has a list that he created years ago that he just goes back to and he shared it with me. And I'm like, this is so genius. And I'm starting to do it myself now. Why recreate the list every single year? when I know I'm going back again and I'm going to need my bike helmet and my socks and like, why have to use my brain space to think of that list again when I can just keep it in the cloud or in my Google Keep lists and then just Mm -hmm. refer back to it. So that's another batch kind of task. Yeah. I have a whole second set of toiletries that I just keep in a travel bag. That way, when I pack for a trip, I don't have to think, what do I need? I just know. I just grab my travel toiletries and put it in my bag, which has been really helpful for me. I have a podcast sponsor, Prep Dish, that they're all about batching your meals at the beginning of the week. So in one to two hours, you can prep. They give you the list. They give you a meal plan with five different dinners that share sort of common ingredients but are different enough that your family will get nutritional variety and taste variety and you go to the store and you get the stuff and then you just spend an hour prepping and you have meals ready for the rest of the week and that's a perfect example of batching and this is not a paid shout out to them I just think they're brilliant and there's a two free week trial for anybody who might be interested in trying that if you go to prepdish.com slash three and 30 I believe is what the link is and we'll put that in the show notes so lots of ideas of ways that moms can batch more in their lives Yeah, for the third takeaway, which we're almost out of time, so it'll be super fast. So this is a direct correlation to business for me, but I was taught by a business mentor, do delegate or delete what works or what doesn't work for you to be doing. And when I started overlaying that over my motherhood, do delegate or delete, I realized that it could apply to laundry. So I had my fourth baby and all of a sudden I felt like I was drowning in laundry. It was actually a real point of contention in my marriage and my home that I just felt so overwhelmed by it. And I did an SOS. I reached out to my my Instagram, like my friends and people I care about, and they gave me a whole bunch of ideas on ways that I could do delegate or delete. And we ended out, I bought fresh new laundry bins for my kids. I had them each write their own names on them and decorate them. And so I delegated that my two oldest kids were completely in charge of their laundry and taught them how to wash and dry and put away their clothes. And I also deleted the requirement for them to be folded. I was like, as long as it gets in your drawer, I don't really care if it's folded. I just don't want it on the floor. (laughs) And so all of a sudden by delegating that, it cut from six people down to four. And this, I know this is a point of privilege, but what I decided to do, because I do have a nanny who helps me in the afternoons while I'm doing my work time, I delegated to her that she does laundry for our youngest two. And so all of a sudden it was just down to me putting away my own laundry. My husband puts away his. And so just realizing that I could do delegate or delete I can't delete laundry, have to get it done somehow, but I realized there were other ways to get it done than me having to physically fold and touch every single piece myself. Yeah. And laundry is actually not a difficult task for a child to learn how to do in our day and age. Like we're no longer taking it to the wash bin and, you know, like the women of previous generations, like our kids can dump it into the washer, put a laundry pot in there and push play on the thing. Oh, and push start. 
And so just for reference, how old are your two oldest that are now doing their own laundry? They're seven and nine. And when we started it last year, they were six and eight. Okay. And that's so inspiring. And I love that you help them get some buy-in by having them decorate their basket and teaching them how and training them. And I think for kids, it can feel exciting to be given what they see as an adult responsibility to be in charge of. And I wonder how many other tasks in our homes we could start delegating to them if we just get creative and start thinking through this lens of do delegate and delete. And they each created their own laundry chart that we have very visible for the whole family to see in the laundry room that they mark off every time they do a load. And when they hit 10 loads, they got a prize. 30 loads, they got a prize. My daughter is very close to 50 loads of laundry. And then I will take her to a bookstore and she gets to pick out her own book. So I've tried to like incentivize them and have it as much as I can. Sometimes those things work, sometimes they don't, but it's been a good momentum tool in our family to help them, like you said, feel some ownership and some kind of incentive. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Crystal Lee, for sharing these three takeaways for tools that we learn in business that apply just as much to us being the CEOs of our homes and managing everything that's happening there and making sure that we prioritize the things that matter most to us and don't just spend our lives running around putting out fires, which is oh so familiar to all of the moms listening, including me. I'm not perfect at this and I'm just so grateful for your takeaways and your advice. Can you tell us before we end a little bit about your grant for mom entrepreneurs? So there's moms listening who are juggling the mom life and the entrepreneur life and you have a little something for them. Yes, so it's called the High Five Grant for Moms. And I've co-hosted this program since 2018. I'm so passionate about supporting women at the intersection of motherhood and entrepreneurship. And I'm right there with you. It's not easy, but there are so many possibilities for us. So the High Five Grant is about building your confidence. And we are giving grants from $1,000 to $10,000 this year. And you can apply at highfivegrant.com from September 1st through September 30th, 2023. So high five is all written out, F-I-V-E, highfivegrant.com. And we will be selecting eight finalists who will each get cash grants that you never have to pay back to help you build your business. Such an incredible resource for moms. Thank you so much for putting that together and all of the heart that you put into all of the work that you do for mom entrepreneurs. I've been the beneficiary of that. I'm so grateful for you and your mentorship and your friendship. And thanks for coming on 3 and 30. Thanks so much for having me, Rachel. So many great gems in that conversation of actionable things I know I am going to start doing in my mom life so it can be as organized as my business life. As a reminder, Crystalie's takeaways are, first, plan daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual milestones. Think through what you wish was happening in your home and put it on your calendar so it will actually happen. This might be date nights with your kids, special celebrations to honor milestones and build your family culture, and annual trips with your partner or even by yourself. Lots of businesses have end-of-month and end-of-year checklists and processes, and you can do that for yourself in the management of your home, family, and relationships as well. Second, batch tasks and minimize brain space so you can be more efficient. Look at your life through the lens of batching. Where can you start doing more of the same task at the same time so you can stay focused and get it all done at once? 
then you don't have to metaphorically land the plane by switching tasks and then spend all that effort simply getting the plane back into the air again before you can continue flying. You could batch doing your laundry, your birthday cards, or your holiday shopping. You could meal plan for an entire month at a time instead of having to do it every week or even every day. Get creative and see if you can find tasks to batch together to create more brain space for yourself later on. And third and finally, consider trouble spots in your home and life through the lens of do, delegate, or delete. What do I need or want to do myself? What do I need or want to delegate? And what do I need or want to delete? Think outside the box and recruit your family to help you. You may have to consciously teach and train your kids on following the new system, such as Crystal Lee's laundry system, but it will be so worth it. I love these tips from Crystal Lee and hope to be better about using many of them in my home and not just my business. Don't forget to check out the High Five Grant before the end of September if you are a mom entrepreneur. And as always, I'm rooting for you. I hope you have a beautiful week with your family.